0: Welcome to episode 67 of season 4 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. You knew him best as Wilbur Post in the TV show Mr. Ed, and after that, in the 1970s, a generation of youngsters knew him as the voice of Scrooge McDuck in several Disney films in the 1980s animated TV series DuckTales. But before all of that, Alan Young was best known as a fictionalized version of himself in his own radio show, The Alan Young Show, which ran from 1950 to 1953. He played a shy young man who was always getting himself into funny situations through his ineptitude and bad luck. He was also incredibly awkward and unromantic around women, which frustrated his girlfriend Betty to no end. His rival, Hubert Updike III, played by Jim Bacchus, was a constant source of irritation to Alan's character. In his later years, Young continued acting on stage, TV, and voice acting on radio, animated shows, and even in video games. He died in 2016, age 96. Now, sit back and enjoy the June 5th, 1945 broadcast of The Alan Young Show.
1: Mr. Young! Mr. Young! Here we go again!
2: Yes, here we go again. It's Alan Young, very deep in trouble, and as usual, we gotta dig him out.
1: Alan Young!
3: Hiya, Kenny. Hiya, Alan. Hey, why are you... Can't leave the house till the laundry comes.
2: i got all my shorts. Oh, what's the idea of giving the laundry all your shorts?
3: Anyway, when I sent them my shorts, I was still wearing long. <laughs>
1: uh,
3: uh, service is awful, you know. I sent that laundry a note saying I thought your service would improve after VE Day. Yeah, what did they answer? They said you're not going to see those shorts till BVD Day. <laughs> What I'm going to do, Kenny. Now I have to take a physical examination. I've, I've applied for some insurance. Oh,
2: what's the name of your insurance company, Alan? It's one of the best known in the country. Yeah, well, what is
3: it? It's, it will be sad when you're dead, you rascal, you incorporated.
2: <laughs> I have a wonderful policy, you know, Kenny.
3: Just look at clauses A and B. See, clause A says if my house burns down, the company builds me a new one.
2: Ah, uh, what about clause B?
3: If their office burns down, I build them a new one.
1: <laughs>
2: Very fair. They
3: also cover you for household accidents. Kenny, do you realize that four out of every five accidents occur in the
1: kitchen?
2: I know. My wife usually serves them for dinner.
1: Come yeah. <laughs> 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 on out. Oh, Kenny.
2: What time you left?
1: Let's see.
3: What do I need to take a physical examination for, anyway? I'm a perfect specimen. Just, just look at yourself in that mirror, young. Look at those, those bulging muscles. <laughs> that barrel chest that magnificent torso what a beautiful hunk of man (laughs) Eh, young you're crazy (laughs) Yes, at that I am a pretty good example of American manhood
4: you ain't an example you're a warning
3: oh it's little David David I'm going to be examined for life insurance of course you don't know what insurance is
4: oh no insurance game. Uh, football games? Yeah, your relatives sit on the sidelines waiting for you to kick off. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, I'm taking out insurance because I expect to marry your sister, Betty. I can't wait to propose to her. I want to see the blush come into her cheeks.
4: Well, stop around about six o'clock. That's when she puts it on. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: just think of it, David.
4: Someday I'm
3: going to live under the same roof with
1: you.
4: I like it at our house, Mister Young. Why not? The hot water comes out of the cold faucet. The cold water comes out of the hot faucet, and nobody ever comes out of the bathroom.
3: <laughs> well, you know, I expect to raise a little family too. We'll have a little boy. He looks just like me, and you'll be his uncle.
4: Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. <laughs>
3: So no, you, you think I look like a monkey,
1: eh? <laughs> oh, bless you little. <laughs>
3: David, boy, someday I'm going to be your brother-in-law, you know.
4: Well, you'd better hurry up because that rich Hubert Updike is making plenty of time with my sister Betty. Last night he was holding her hand.
3: Uh, I'm not jealous. Only savages get jealous.
4: And then he put his arm around her.
3: So what? Only savages get jealous?
4: And then he kissed. <laughs> I just thought I'd warn you
3: Thanks, thanks, kid But just as soon as I get my insurance I'll take care of that matter I can only get my laundry back It's cold
4: Say, Mr. Young hmm? Here comes a man with your laundry now
3: Let me see Why, it's Barnacle Phil What a strange job For such a rough, tough, grizzled old salt David... In a minute you're gonna meet the fightin'est cuss this side of the Spanish main. Hiya, Barnacle Phil. Hello. <laughs> uh, Barnacle Phil, I'm surprised at you. A sailor. Did you trip to? A sailor who sailed to Cuba and Puerto Rico and all the other islands, now working in a laundry. Yeah, I went from the West Indies to the wet undies.
4: Gee, Barnacle Phil, don't you miss the Oh, Natch. Natch.
3: But But working in the laundry is like being at sea. I hoist the pillowcases and I love the sheets. But my favorite is the winter underwear. Oh, what do you do with the winter underwear? I button down the hatches. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness you brought my things. If you don't mind, I'll open this package and get dressed. I have to hurry over to that insurance, doctor. Uh, Holy
1: smoke Look what
3: you brought me These aren't my things Why, this, this is a pink And this is a lace And those, those, those Why, I shouldn't see these things till I'm married Hey, this is embarrassing You're holding up a pair of pink pantries (laughs) Pantry's nothing. This is big enough to be the whole kitchen.
1: (laughs) What
3: are you going to do, Mr. Young? Well, a situation like this calls for emergency measures. I hate to do it, but I can most likely borrow what I need from that fancy Hubert Updike.
4: But what are you going to wear to Hubert's house?
3: Wear to Hubert's... Oh, well, David, Barnacle Phil, turn around and don't look. I'll take these pink pantries and step into them. (laughs) (laughs) They're kind of long. I'll just tuck them into the bottoms of my shoes.
4: <laughs>
1: there.
3: Well, all right, you two. You can you can turn around now. <laughs> something to hubert's house so keep this a secret i don't want anybody to mention these unmentionables don't worry we won't spread any rumors about your blooming <laughs> <laughs> okay then I'll, I'll i'll dress and run along so long fellas see you later
4: so long mr young and don't walk past any whimsy corners <laughs>
2: The tune twisters with a number from a current picture tonight and every night. Cry and you cry alone.
5: Don't waste your time crying, you'll be alone. Try your eyes and smile, baby. Cry and you cry alone. Your smile is gone and so you're on your own. Just remember the weeping will all. It's such a lonely tree Look and see All the birds are flown So laugh Make it long and loud That joke you cracked Will soon attract a crowd You'll find my logic Well-founded That you're surrounded But cry And you cry all The weeping will all My friend, my friend It's such a lonely tree. Look and see All the birds have flown Baby, won't you laugh, laugh, laugh Make it loud and long
2: borrow some things from his rival, the rich aristocratic Hubert Updike. Meanwhile, in the Updike mansion, Hubert is just finishing lunch with Alan's girl, Betty. Oh,
4: Hubert, that was a wonderful lunch.
2: Oh, it's nothing, really. (laughs) Just a plain
6: wholesome meal of grilled hummingbird tongue smothered in caviar sauce. (laughs) It's such a welcome change from steak. (laughs)
4: always
6: oh, been so rich? Yes, Betty. For seven generations, they've been burying us at Fort Knox.
4: <laughs> We're
6: simply filthy with banknotes. Pater gives everything under $10 to the waste paper drawer. Uh, how does he make
4: all his money?
6: Well, everything he touches simply turns to gold. He just made another killing in the stock market. He bought seven up and sold it for seven and three quarters. <laughs> well, of late, Dodd has been turning most of his cash into insurance.
4: Oh, how big a policy does he have?
6: Well, I can't tell you, but if anything should happen to dear old Dad, Lloyd's will have to leave London.
1: <laughs>
6: I have a few policies of my own. There's one for six million, one for nine million, and then I have a big policy. <laughs>
4: want well. I-, I want a man to crush me in his arms. A man to transport me to paradise. A man to make my, make my heart beat faster.
6: Well, say the word, Betty, and I'll go out and hire them. <laughs> oh, Betty, you look so beautiful standing there, and I... Well, it must be the wine I had for lunch. I feel headstrong.
1: <laughs>
6: Betty, may I... May I chuck you under the chin?
4: <laughs> up, uptack, just because you proposed to me and offered me a $20 million inheritance, don't think you can take such, such liberties as chucking me under the chin.
6: You're right, Betty. Oh, I'm such a
2: cat. <laughs> Pardon me, Master Updike. Oh, great tycoon. There is a person named Alan Young to see you. Shall I show him in? Yes, Thorndike. Take his heart and
6: coat and destroy them. Hello, oh, Teddy.
4: Oh, hello, Alan.
3: Betty, I, I'm getting insurance. I'm really looking ahead. In case I die, I want to have a good future. <laughs>
4: Oh, gee,
3: that's wonderful. Is it a big policy? Oh, it sure is. I pay five cents a week till I'm 90 years old.
4: (laughs) Well, suppose you die when you're 80.
3: Then I have to wait 10 years to collect. (laughs) Yeah, I'm tickled about this policy, Betty. It protects me against accidents. I get $10 a week if I'm hurt in a buffalo stampede. (laughs)
4: if you're hurt in an automobile accident?
3: Only if the car is driven by a buffalo.
1: <laughs>
4: but I'm,
3: I'm taking out this insurance because I'm,
6: I'm thinking of asking you a big question, Betty. Alan Young, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Why should Betty accept you when I'm available? I'm so utterly attractive. <laughs> my family is from Boston. We've always been in the Bach Bay.
3: No, my family's from Brooklyn.
6: We've always been up the creek. I come from old American stock. My grandfather was with Custer when he made his last stand. So what? Uh, my grandfather was with Nedic when he made his first stand. <laughs> but if Betty marries me, we'll go to the finest nightclub. I'll take her to the stork. Uh, if Betty marries me, I'll have the stork come to our house. <laughs> Well, the whole discussion is absolutely absurd.
1: Much <laughs> so, absolutely absurd. About
6: well, hmm, yeah. <laughs> well, if Betty marries me, we'll go fox hunting. We'll ride to the hound. If she marries you, she'll go to the dog. Oh, that was witty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: Hubert, I, I don't think it's fair for you to criticize Alan so severely. If you don't mind, I'll go home.
6: Oh, very well, Betty. I'll call you a cab.
3: Wait, wait a second, Hubert. I'm taking her home. Call us a trolley car.
1: <laughs>
6: now, look, Alan. I really have been joshing with you. Mm-hmm. You know very well I'll give you the shirt off my box. Oh. Well,
3: that reminds me, Hubert, I wonder if you'd let me have the shorts.
1: <laughs> I, uh... <laughs>
6: I need them very badly. Well, do you think you could get into my shorts? If you got out of them first.
1: <laughs>
6: I'm awfully sorry, Alan, but I have none to spare right now. My shorts didn't come back from the jewelers yet.
1: The jeweler?
6: Yes, you see, I'm having the polka dot set with emeralds.
1: (laughs) Mark,
3: I'm supposed to be examined for insurance, and I haven't got a thing to wear.
6: Well, uh, what are you wearing now?
3: Oh, now? Well, I'm wearing a... (laughs) Well, I I can't tell you, Hubert, but they offered me the lead in Bloomer Girl. (laughs)
2: The tune Twisters rock out with rocking chairs. Rock out with rocking
5: chairs. Oh, rocking chairs got me king by my side. Sun, boy, catch me my short sun. For I can you get from this careful where? that supplies from my rocking chair. Finanze supplies from my rocking chair. Carol and Harry, Send me, sweet chariot, for the end of trouble I see. Oh, rockin' check it, it, judgment day is here. Chain to my rockin', my oh, 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 oh. My show, what for, boy? Before I turn your hide But then I couldn't go nowhere, napping and sitting round, grabbing at the flies around my rocking chair. Oh, my old Aunt Harriet, up and she be. Send me my sweet Harriet for the end of all the trouble. I can see old rock, rock, rocking chair, get it. My rock, rock, rocking chair, get it. Beginning to drag, chain to my rocking chair. Nowhere in my rocking chair.
4: So it's just the last time that I gave a A. tear. Change to my rock, rock, rocking chair. I don't want to say anything, Alan way home on the trolley, I couldn't help noticing those pink things hanging over your shoes.
3: Daddy, you you must be imagining things. And pardon me while I pull them up. (laughs) Wartime elastic. (laughs) Daddy, I don't want to hear any mention of these things, so let's drop the subject.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I won't mention it again. Mm -hmm. Alan, come over here and sit on the hammock. Mm. It's such a nice afternoon. Smell the fragrance of our flower garden. Huh.
3: What kind of flower is that I
4: smell? Oh, those are roses. They're just beginning to show. They're early bloomers. Betty, don't stop them. I just see myself as a bride. I'm wearing something old, something new, something borrowed. So
1: am I. It ain't blue.
4: <laughs> Why can't you be more romantic? Mm-hmm. Look in the garden. See those two pigeons, Billing and cooing. Why can't we do the same?
3: Don't be silly, Betty. We'd fall off that statue.
4: (laughs) Alan, why don't you ever propose to me? I
3: will, Betty. As soon as I get my insurance, I want to make sure you're protected when we're married. Then if I should go before my time, you'd collect time and a half.
4: (laughs) Alan, I'm not that mercenary. Why, if you should die, I'd be just as happy if you didn't leave me a cent.
3: (laughs) I see nice to feel that way, Betty. Hey, Mr. Young. Mr. Young. Oh, oh, Barnacles. Did you find out what happened to my laundry? Some lady's got it. You got her bundle and she got yours. Oh, what's her name? Where does she live? Gee, I forgot to ask it. <laughs> he didn't ask it. I'll never get my laundry back. How could you make such a stupid mistake? Well, anybody's liable to pull a bloomer. Or... Now you're starting. <laughs> Just left to go down for my examination this way.
1: Oh. <laughs>
2: I'm with a new arrangement of a Latin American favorite, Cajita. on his way to take his insurance examination, and he's going to need insurance, because the examining doctor has just found Alan's laundry in his wife's room. Now look, June, I find a man's handkerchief in my house with initials A-Y. Who is this man?
3: Now, hubby dear, please don't speak to your little butterfly
1: in that corner corner, (laughs) or I'll bash your head in.
2: Well, June, darling, you you know I love you. Why, I... I worship the ground that shakes under you. (laughs) I I even have nightmares that someday some man may carry you away. Oh, you know that no
3: man would do that.
2: Well, he might with the derrick.
3: (laughs) Now, the whole mix-up is due to a mistake in the laundry. They sent me a man's bundle. Why, I haven't even got a girdle to wear.
2: Yes, June, I noticed that. (laughs) Only today I said to myself June is busting out all over (laughs) I'm so jealous But I I don't know why I should be You haven't got looks You haven't got personality You haven't got charm But what you haven't got There's so much of it Oh, there, there
3: That must be the man you have to examine I'll leave now I'll go upstairs
2: All right, but I'm warning you when I find out who that A.Y. is, his life won't be worth two cents. Yes? Doctor, I want you to examine
3: me,
1: please.
2: Open your mouth and let me look at your teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very strange. You've got 33 teeth and you're only supposed to have 32. Doctor, that big one on the back is a chiclet. <laughs> well, now. Uh... Move over here. Just sit down, please, and cross your knee. I want to test your reflex with this hammer. I'll just tap you lightly. There.
3: (laughs) going to leave a mark.
2: Now, I want to examine your throat. Open your mouth, and I'll insert this little wooden spoon.
1: Uh,
2: Well, I'll have to try again. Uh, Will you stop swallowing these things? They cost money. Now, let's hurry, because I have to go out and beat up some homebreaker with the initials A-Y. A-Y?
3: Who do I know with those initials?
1: A- <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> 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 say, Doc, what, uh,
3: what made you suspect this A-Y?
2: Well, I found some men's handkerchiefs in my wife's room with the initials A-Y. Uh-huh. But, by the way, what did you say your name was... John Philip Sousa Well, let's get on with the examination Please take off your clothes I'm wearing his wife's
3: laundry Hey, Doc, I've been thinking it over I I don't need any insurance
2: Oh, well, if you're a little bashful Just stand behind this fluoroscope Oh. uh... Now I turn the switch and I can see right through you Hmm I must remind my wife not to hang her panties in my fluoroscope (laughs) Oh, wait a second you're wearing them. I demand an explanation. Well, you see, the laundry, people,
1: Cigarettes, <laughs>
2: I see. Would you lie down on this operating table? I'll just sharpen this knife. Yeah. Oh. Now I've got my instruments ready. Just sterilize them in this boiling water.
3: Mind throwing in a couple of eggs, Doc? I'm hungry.
2: Now I'll take this ether mask and put it over your face. Oh, Doc.
3: I don't want to go. I'm too young. I got my life before me. I haven't lived yet. Don't do it. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> What's going on
2: here? What? where well, I found that A-Y I've been looking for. My
3: heavens. He's dead.
2: No, no, that's the way he came in. But <laughs> well, I'll finish him off now.
6: Oh,
3: stop it, you beast. I've got to revive this poor boy. There. There you are. Now open your eyes. Now turn your face over here and look at me. Where am I? You're safe in my arms, my hero. Oh, I know what you did for me. You risked death just to protect my name. And I'm going to reward you with a great big kiss. Doctor... Yes. More ether, please.
2: <laughs> Peter Van Seaton of the Orchestra, give us a little Latin American rhythm. You belong to my heart.
3: Next week at the same time, and we're pleased to have as our guest that well beloved comedian Eddie Cantor. Till then, this is Alan Young speaking to my well meaning neighbors, Kenny Delmar, the tune twisters, Peter Van Steeden, and his orchestra, and saying good night. Thank you. <laughs>
5: I can't get from this cabin, gone nowhere, just sit me here grabbing that supply from my and chair, my dear old Aunt Harriet. This I'll is the Armed Forces
2: me. Radio Service.
5: Send me sweet chariot, for the end of trouble I see, old oh, rockin' chair can't judgment says. is here. I sure for the boy Before I can your hide Can't get away From my cabin If I did I couldn't go nowhere Napping and sitting Round, grabbing at supplies Around Cheerful.
0: Oh, my rocking chair Be sure to tune in next time My friends, for another classic comedy radio show I'm Greg Fordyce
6: Thanks for listening Thanks for listening